This is the Be More Media Podcast with Benjamin Gardner and Morgan Spencer, which documents us creating a business from scratch and life in a business environment. We discuss our own initiatives, both business and personal, as we grow through new opportunities and challenges. Well, I had a, a cup of coffee this morning, and uh, that's rather, it's been a few weeks, but so like I'm all hyped up right now, so this should be yeah. interesting. <laughs> Perfect. Um. Yeah, listen, I guess we kind of wanted to start this off because listen to Jordan B. Peterson and I think his name is Daryl Farrell. Yep. Talk about the necessity of fathers. Um, I think it's been kind of interesting to, I guess, see us. In my opinion, like this is just kind of like the form of like this relationship and how I've seen it develop is that you know, we took interest in being friends, became best friends, and, and you know, our stories kind of overlapped in the aspect that we had absent fathers in one one way or the other. You being that didn't have a father present, me being that I didn't really have. I had a father who was physically present, but not usually mentally or emotionally present. Right. And to hear them talk about it, and this has been an ongoing thought of mine, also with which is kind of weird, but it kind of ties everything together, is that, like, people have this fear of, like, uh, AI, so where's the direction that it's going to take society and how is it that society is going to deal with it? And, you know, how can you make sure that dealing with dealing with AI, inter, like, putting AI into society today, it's, a matter of who's behind coding it. It's not a matter of the AI in itself. So currently, right. we're at a period in time where it's the coder, not the AI. That's the threat. And so it's a, so, a self-propelled kind of model. Right, exactly. So, like, I guess I've gotten this, like, sense of just, like, hearing it repeated over from Joe Rogan is that it needs to be instilled in, like, morals, ethics, and values with people that who are coding this stuff have to be in that mindset to not code something that would cause damage or harm. And I've everyone's always wondered, like, how do you make sure that that doesn't happen? And I truly do feel that that has to come from parents. And I think that having a father absent in somebody's life is something that can easily push someone into, say, like a negative it, – it, it, it puts the odds against them of having, you know, the most positive future. So it's, it's, it's pretty proven. You can't say that the exact cause of absent fathers has been some of the damage for society, but it's definitely true when you're looking at divorce rates and stacking them against something like why school shootings only as like a recent phenomenon. And it, where over the years of where school shootings have become a thing, so have larger divorce rates. Right. And so something I wanted to get on a call to, to discuss this because this is kind of, I feel, where the future is pulling me towards and where I think that, like, the the uh, the charitable portion of what we can do for society or, like, our contribution of value can be mm-hmm. pulling towards that direction, which is why I've seen so much interest in myself of all the, the family content that's been coming out from Gary Vee, just loving yep. the stuff that he's producing 
about the families because it's really it's really pulling on all my strings just like like that's hitting close to home like that's yeah. where i and it was funny because we talked about that last time and like literally like right after there was like three posts back there three like you know yeah and exactly what we that. were talking about mm-hmm. yep and like we i've heard stuff like coming from him like from the mother who asked him a question when he was there, he was sitting down about going to college, how you can't tell him, you know, force him into going to college or whatever. And that was something yeah. that it was my choice, but I didn't, I didn't feel like it was my choice. Like I wasn't given that, that I was told that this is what you want to do kind of a thing. And, and it, it made me resent my father to a degree growing up. And I think that he put right. it perfectly in that he, he probably should have stated this to her that, but she already knew it well enough. I knew that is that if you force him to go to college, he's going to resent you in the future and stuff right. like that is on like small parenting things. And then he got into touch space on like the negative side of that. His father was, you know, and he completely understands that that came from his, his, uh, his father's parents who are much more negative. He said that he didn't spend time with his grandmother because she was toxic because of the fact that she was just too negative. Yep. And he just didn't let it get to him. And he credits that to his mother about just being so positive. And that's true for myself as well. My mother is so positive. I give her a lot of credit for, or even myself, my brother and sister are the way that we are is because of the fact that how positive she was when my father was on the other spectrum of being, you know, a little bit more negative. And it's, it's not the bash, but it's just, it has a lot to do with your surrounding. You are a product of your environment. And my father's overcome a lot from the negative environment that he was raised into a kid to becoming, you know, the father that he was today. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it was a lot of, like, giving a lot of credit to overcoming all the stuff that, that he did. And, yeah, and I think one one of the keys that, that he brings up being when he talks, yeah, when he says kind of like, um, you know, don't, don't kind of force or pressure them into something. It's more of like a encourage them to do kind of what they want. But then the kind of flip side, the key to it was, but once they committed to that, kind of hold them accountable. So where they're, yeah, yeah. you know, where he was like, you know, he got praised for opening a door for a lady, but, you know, he still got punished when he got D's and F's, even though his mom knew he probably wasn't going to go through college and stuff. He, that was still something that, he had a commitment to. Yeah, and that I think that's to huge. me that's like yeah, that's so much foresight to see for a mother like that to to still punish for the fact that he's not keeping up with something that he is that might not be his choice of what he wants to do, but it's still something that he's actively partaking in, so he should be doing it fully. Right. Yeah. Just to tie in what I was going to say is just to say that, that I think we've been pulled in a direction where we've been put together, had absent fathers. There is a growing uh, sense of like, almost, there's a growing awareness that AI might not be the most beneficial or thing for society. So in order to, the best way to proactively go about that, and this is just in general for society as well. I think that there needs to be more morals, ethics, and values instilled in in men and women from a fatherly perspective. And I think that to encourage fathers to do this and to er, encourage 
children that if they had a hard time with their father in their past, that they can still overcome all this. It, right. I kind of believe that that's the direction that from a charitable pursuit of the business side that we want to pursue should be, you know, kind of focusing on. Definitely. I like, I like that idea because it's definitely something that kind of applies to both of us and it's something that kind of hits close to home for both of us. Um, and I see a lot of value in, in pushing that kind of agenda, pushing that side of things. Yeah, I think that's like, like where I know, I've known I wanted to have some sense of like a positive role in society for pushing something. So I don't want to take this on in a negative manner. You know, I want to be a right. source of encouragement in this aspect, not a source of me dwelling on my path. You know, so it's right. I want to see this as from a perspective of like of like of the lives I'm going to change because of the past that I had as opposed to using this as a platform to rant about the past that I've had or the past that you you've had. Right. Which is one of the things that I didn't get to experience you when you're growing up without a father, but you got to experience me when I was going through, you know, most of my struggles with my father. So it's it's right. definitely an interesting perspective whereas you saw that this was a bigger cared that I wanted to partake in, then I didn't really know how much, or I would actually even probably for the first time ever ask your opinion on whether you want to pursue this as something, because this is only something that's been put on my heart recently, and I've only just recently seen that it's, a, a I believe, a path that we should pursue. So for the first time, I'll ask, like you just said that you think this is a good idea as well, but I've never asked your opinion on even talking about it or much of anything. I do remember saying to you that this was like four or five years ago that we were like sitting in, in our living room on Sunnyside and Philly and we said, and I said, here I am complaining about my father when you grew up and you never had him. And I think that that's probably like maybe the closest conversation that we ever had. So, you know, yeah. To discussing that, and, I guess. No, yeah, and I, I am certainly not opposed to discussing it because, I mean, I feel like it's a little different for me, right? Because it's like, it's like I never had one, so it's not like I have, you know, strong, you know, memories or, or super strong feelings like someone who was there and then wasn't or, you know, things like that. Um, right. So, and I have, I'm definitely not opposed to discussing it. Um, it's kind of funny if you ask my mom, she'll probably be like, it has no effect on it because right. at least no, like, at least no, um, like huge, like big, you know, visible effects. Um, cause she used to say that all the time cause, um, I used to play it up cause I was a kid, right? So however I can play it up to kind of get what I want was kind of how I used to do it, you know, when I was younger. So I'd be like, oh, I'm all sad cause I don't have a dad. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, my mom would, you know, get me something, whatever I was trying to get, you know. Um, and then we actually went to, like, therapy at one point, and the therapist was like, you know, went to my mom, she told me this later, and was like, stop letting him play you. He doesn't, it doesn't affect him as much as he lets on. <laughs> right. So, it's it's interesting. Like, and I, but like, I can see from, like, philosophical point of views, like, where we can we can go from, you know, our experiences because listening to that podcast that you sent me, I was like, huh, like, 
yeah, I can see where this kind of plays into who I've become, not necessarily in, in ways that people might think, you know? Um, yeah. In the standard ways of like, oh, he doesn't have a father, blah, blah, blah. But like, the more philosophical or psychological ways, um, I think that definitely, definitely ties in. Yeah, I would, not to bash the psychologist who said that, but I don't, I think that you definitely utilize that. And it, I'm almost kind of, I guess kids will try anything they can to get attention, right? Yep. So, like, you learn how to survive in your environment. And it was very, like, I'd say it's pretty innovative what you do <laughs> to learn how to yeah. manipulate, like, your mom. Like, that's not something that I would see a child just being. But I guess it is. Like, I don't, not having, I don't have kids yet. And I guess it'll be something that I'll experience to see how creative they can become to get attention. But it's, yeah, I'm for sure you definitely, I believe that you definitely overblown that. But behind that, I know that there was definitely a desire as well. So it's not to take oh, away completely the fact that that you were just utilizing it. Like, it was definitely there. But you used it as an advantage to you to get what you want, for sure. Right, right. It was the, the extreme of it. The extreme that I portrayed outwardly was not necessarily the extreme I was feeling on the inside. Right. It's all, it's, it's very interesting. You know, like stuff like this. And like I said, that, that podcast was kind of eye opening. You know, like you, you hear the, uh, you hear all these psychological things and, and it's all like, like basic stuff where they, they had a whole like segment about like rough and tumble play and how like, how that affects you and like stuff like that, how you don't think like something as small as that would be that formative. But it, it definitely, I mean, it clearly is, you know. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. He was talking about how it, it builds a lot of empathy in pe- in children. Build empathy right. in in you know the roughhouse and play, and then you know build that self awareness or or awareness of other people, uh, how they react to certain things if they should be. Yeah, you know, if right. they're crying, what it is, how you react to that? Like, all right, that was too tough, and then you you know, or if um you're playing, you're like, okay, I can push a little bit harder, you know, so it's like, it teaches you boundaries of how to interact with other beings, as well as it teaches empathy for the other person, you know, if something right. were to occur, like a problem, or getting hurt, or whatever. Right. It was it was kind of funny when he was like, yeah, my, my kid would get hurt and make the other, or, like, my kid would make the other one cry, and then he noticed that, like, whenever that happened, the other kid would look away, because he was kind of, like, ashamed, or whatever. And then he'd be right. like, no, 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 look at her. Like, look at what she yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was kind of interesting. It almost sounded like, like, I'm sure from the outside it was like, ooh, like, that's a little, a little extreme, but I, it makes sense, like, you have to own up. It's, it's kind of teaching that person to own up to your mistakes from, you know, childhood. Yeah, and that can also connect to, that also rang a bell for me to think that that's a way to teach kids how to behave online. If, if you're, at a young age in social interactions, you teach them to see the hurt of another and might help that it might deter them from making a rude comment online later on down the road because they know so and so got was really upset when I did this back in the past. You know, face to face, maybe I shouldn't say it online just because of the fact that I have the the ability to hide from their their reaction. Right. Yeah, and I saw something kind of kind of related with um 
I think that Gary V put out yesterday, I saw it on Instagram, he probably put it out before then, but he was talking, someone asked him, like, how do you deal with kids that are so addicted to their phones that they, like, yeah. they can't communicate, you know, with people in front of them, and he, he kind of, like, flipped it like he usually does, and was like, you know, I, I think that they probably communicate better than anyone, you know, they're just not communicating with you, they're communicating with someone else. Yeah. They're not interested in communicating with you. That's why they're on their phone. They're talking with someone else from, you know, somewhere else. And they have that, that ability and that connection because of technology that they can talk to someone else even if they're around the room. Yeah, that was the funniest thing when he, when he said that. It was, it made me think like, yeah, kids all along have just wanted to be, if, so a grown up was telling them about something, they just wanted to like disconnect and not listen for right. so long, but they had to because they had nothing else to do. And nowadays, children have kids, adults, teens, whoever, because adults do it too. Go out to dinner, you're not interested, you look at your phone. So it's the same, it's just like, a, it's, a, it's a social sign of saying like, yeah, I'm not interested. And kids just do it right off the bat. <laughs> so it's, it's like what becomes, sure, it's partially addiction, but it's also at the same point, it's also what, where's the priority and what holds more interest. Right. It's, yeah, it's just, I remember my mom just saying, like, go play with your friends. Like, go outside, like, go do something with your friends instead of being on, like, Xbox, you know, all the time. And, but, like, the thing was, I was on Xbox talking about my friends, you know. Just because we weren't in the same place at the same time, we were still communicating and socializing and things like that. I would yeah. say that it's not wrong that, you know, just communicating that way does make for more awkward or not as developed, you know, face-to-face interactions. Um, so it's definitely not discounting that, that, you know, you might underdevelop on face-to-face communications, but you're still communicating. You're not just a not just a quiet kid who's sitting in the corner on his phone, not, you know, playing games or whatever. You're usually communicating with other people. Yeah. I think people take things for, like, as an ultimatum, like one or the other... More so than yeah. you should. Like, every, everything is a balance, for sure. And it's like, yeah, there's definitely some weight to that question. But at the same time, I think it's more of people's judgment than it is anything, just because there's a, a social trend that's changing. And right. there's a positive and negative to being on your phone out in public or during a conversation. And there's a positive or a negative, you know, to, like, to video games and whatnot and losing connection. Like, it's it's there's going to be benefits and there's also going to be, you know, negative side effects of it as well. It's just something that's you have to see both sides. Nothing is one or the other and majority of things in life is just all about a balance. It's like finding the right balance. Because it's important for kids nowadays to learn how to communicate technologically and over text messaging because to me texting is one of the hardest things for me to do with my wife is is have a conversation over text and not trying to read into what they said. It's like probably one of the easiest ways to start like a an argument, like you know, or just like a to build tension. It's like, well, what were you being passive right there, or like was that sarcasm? Right. I'm confused. Because tone you know, doesn't so come across. Yeah. Right. So it's it's important to learn to communicate because it's the way of that the future is heading in in in, in that sense, and it's also important to communicate also you know interactions in person. So it's both sides are important, so you have to learn 
when to balance. You have to learn to balance it. You have to learn both. You have to learn both sides. You have to learn to balance it, and you have to learn how the one is of one's negative and one's positive. So where texting is negative to have certain conversations, don't have those conversations over text. Like learn the balances of it. And I think if you're doing that earlier on as a child, that's probably best. But at the same extent, sometimes children need to be given the the direction of like, okay, this conversation isn't meant to have over a text or this you're meant to call or go see your friend. So if as a parent, say someone said like your child said something negative to someone online, you'd be like, that was very inappropriate. You know, I I can't believe you said that to that in, this individual and it's something that you need to apologize for. And they're like, all right, I'll text them right now. It's like, no, you have that apology in person so that you can see how you're right. actually affected. Right. Yeah. I, it, it, it's just so interesting to, to think that, you know, we're, we're, it's interesting how behind things get, right? Where, you know, when we were kids, oh, you're playing, you're playing video games all day and you're, you're talking to max people online, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're not doing anything. You need to go outside because the, our parents, their generation was, you go outside, you hang out with friends, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it, and we're like always like one step behind, like, because when we were kids, we probably would have developed even faster if parents were like, you're communicating online. That's good. Like now, like where it is nowadays where people are like, oh, communication online is not necessarily a bad thing. But we're always like a step behind. So it's interesting to see that. And like just to think about how like, you know, kids back in the day where there wasn't all this technology, you wouldn't have a 14-year-old starting their own business unless it was a lemonade stand because they didn't have the resources. But now you could have a 14-year-old kid that's just, like, on his phone pushing out YouTube videos or, you know, Facebook content and things like that, and suddenly he's got his own, you know, thriving business. It's just it, – it's not all necessarily negative that your kid is on his phone all day long. You know, he could be he could be starting a business and you don't even know it. Yeah. It's like the the kid that makes millions of dollars unboxing toys on YouTube or something. It's like it's it's incredible. Right. And I'm sure his parents, you know, at first was like Alright, it's like you're kinda of wasting time. Why don't you go play with your friends? You're just making videos yeah, all day well, long. Well at the same time they're like, You're a child, I don't want you to be I want you to have some I want to limit your privacy online and I don't want you putting right. yourself out there to everybody in the world. Like I'm sure that was a conversation that existed throughout all of that, you know, and it's, it's realizing the fact that there's, there's opportunity out there and there's like a sense of somebody to build at such a young age, their, uh, your, their net worth, which is something right. that I've had a conversation with Courtney. It's like, it was like, how would you like, what, when I heard that, I was like, what would you do if we had like a 12 year old who started an, a YouTube thing and made millions of dollars? I was like that. I was like, that's the, to me, that was like a really, I was like, I don't think I could give them, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know if I would, like, how much access do you give them to all that money? Or it's like, how to, right. you know, it's like, what do you, <laughs> so it was just like, it was a, to me, it was a very interesting thing to ponder, put it that way. Yeah, I, it's, and you won't know until you get to that point. <laughs> and you won't know at that point either, you know, like. Even after the fact, it'll be. No, yeah, because it's still such a new thing. 
Yeah. Right. Sure. It'll always be a, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Right. You know, it's, I think that being a good steward of your money is, you know, is just, and if you are a good steward of your own money, it'll help the kid learn. It's the same thing with instilling values, morals, you know, ethics into a child is going to help them lead and they're going to make mistakes with that money. And I think it's right. probably more important that they learn it at a younger age than it would be at an older age. You know, like there's certain things that you could definitely protect them from. Be like, yeah, this is isn't good, or that's not what up. You know, it's that, like there's going to be things that at such a, a kid at 12 years old isn't going to know how to manage millions of dollars. Right. You know, at, at my age, I'm only learning just now how to manage X amount of dollars. Is you know, who's the best resource for this? Who's the best? You know, where am I supposed to invest my money? So it's like. You could definitely teach a 12-year-old that. And right. it'll take them a few years to get, a, like, a basis. And at my age, 26, they could have the same knowledge that I have at 26 that they might have at 16. You know, so it's like you can – it gives the – you know, certain, every time a kid achieves some something, it gives you the opportunity to teach them something else to build on top of that knowledge. And it's really about reducing time frames. And I think that's how we're, how we're making society younger is if we can continue to teach – kids, children, just reducing the time frame of information. And that's why I don't feel that there are certain things that we just shouldn't hold back from using, utilizing as a a point to educate kids on. Right. It's, there's, I, you know, I, I'm not a parent yet, so I can't wait to see how this is all going to play out. And I say certain things, and then, you know, I know there's a parent out there laughing, and it's going to be one of those things that's like, I'll tell you when I get there kind of a thing. But as of right now, like, yeah. that's my opinion, you know, like... Like you, like you say, you know, like hindsight twenty twenty, and we'll see when I get there. I'll be able to laugh at myself one day too, you know. Right. I mean, I think the best that you can do is you go in having some like idea of what you want and try to execute. Half the time it won't work. Half the time it will. Yeah. I think that's. I mean, yeah, like, and I think, I think the key with with kids, from what I've seen and from what I've heard. And, you know, stories of, you know, successful kids and things like that. It's, it's about two things, which is teaching them through, um, you know, by showing them, you know, sh- you know, following what you do, setting a good example, not necessarily saying, Hey, do this. But if they see you doing something good and they see like the positive outcomes from that, they're going to follow that. And then I think the second thing is allowing them to learn on their own, you know, like, here, I'm going to set you up, you know, for this. If you fail, you fail, and you deal with the consequences, you know? Yeah. I think those yeah, are the two, sure. like, key things. Yeah, because that was something that I don't – a kid at such a young age has to learn strictly by um, by learning from their environment. So, like, they're taking everything in. They're absorbing right. everything, absolutely everything, through as many right. senses as they can. And that's how they're learning, and then that's how they're going to be behaving as well. So it's right. it's almost I'm I'm I'll introduce this thing as early as this, and it'll this will be continually something that I that I say is that parents spend their whole lives trying to protect their children when they don't realize that they're the biggest threat. Yeah. So it's one of those it's one of those things that at such a young age I was absorbing negative behavior from my father and what like how he was talking to my mom or how he was talking to other people right. that it's and it it's very very evident because 
myself, my brother, my sister all turned out the same in to like social interaction. So like, right, which is I'm interesting not, too, because like you could, it goes like one of two ways, right? It goes, oh, this is what I observed, so this is what I'm going to do as well. Like I'll do the same thing, or you do the complete opposite. Like this is what I observed, I didn't like it, so I'm going to do the opposite. Yep, exactly, and that's exactly what happened for all three of of us, my myself and my brother and sister, is that like we saw certain social interactions that my father had and said that he talks so much and gets himself into trouble that if we just don't talk at all, we can't get possibly get into trouble. And then it's gone too far the one it went too far the one way to say that now it's perceived as like just having being shut shut off or like being antisocial, like if almost like a like RBF, like if someone walks in the room and you, they just look at you like, oh, that person doesn't want to talk to me. So it's like you have to be careful of how far you go with one thing because you could take everything to the extreme. So it's always about that finding that balance. So like I've been trying to rework myself of being going from introvert, but introvert the way that I recover, like I recover in myself to now realizing that like I want to talk to people and the, the value getting to talking to people is worth so much more than the value of just trying to keep to myself. Right. So it's funny that you called yourself an introvert, right? Because, and I've, I've noticed this, like if I met you, right. And you know, we met for the first time and you know, someone was asking after that interaction, Hey, was he an introvert or an extrovert? I'd probably say an extrovert. Right. But I think it's funny because that's, that's kind of what happens with me, right. Where I, I like I take those you know those tests that tell you if you're an introvert or an extrovert. And it always comes out extrovert. But when I think of myself, right. I'm like I'm definitely introverted. You know, like you can be like a like an introverted extrovert. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So this um, is, this is I don't know if any of the tests that you what well, you've read about it, but the way that I take introverted and extroverted is that it's the way that you recover as an individual. So if you recover and in a social platform, you're extroverted. If you recover internally, like uh, on an introspective, I guess is the word, mm-hmm. uh, on and on an introspective level, then that's introverted. So it's, I know that I recover in like with time thought to myself. How if if you were to put me in a room where I don't know anybody, I wouldn't really talk much to anybody. Like that. Yeah, but too. I take. Yeah, I take that as something that, to me, is something that was created from observed behavior more so than it has to do with my personality. So it's same, like, if I met, you would be, you would, to me, you're like the, what's the, you're the, uh, like, the class clown type, like, you go into the room once you start fitting, and it's like you, you find your way. And your presence in being the comic or the, you know, the comic relief in the room. Right. But that takes me a while. Like, I'm not, that's not like a, hey, I walk in and like, oh, that guy, you know, like, I walk in and I have to get used to people. And I'm also not good in big groups. I've realized that I went to, uh, you know, Addison's bachelor party this weekend. And I realized that like, hey, I'm not, I'm not good in big groups, but I am really good in small groups. I'm also not great one-on-one. So like, I have this little like middle ground, like, Hey, if I'm standing there in you know a little cluster of 
you know, two, three other people, I'm great. If I'm in a group of ten guys, yeah, I'm probably going to be over there being quiet. And if I'm one-on-one, yeah, we'll have a conversation for a couple minutes, and then I'll probably walk away. You know, like, it's a weird middle ground. Yeah, we're, we're, like, it's it's funny to hear our perspective on each other because we've known each other for so long. Right. Um, When we first met, probably we both saw each other as a little bit more introspect or introverted. And um, it's, I'm the same way in social atmospheres as well. However, if you give, if, if the conversation is given an agenda, like we're meeting for a specific reason, like I'm the total yep. extrovert in that. Like it's like I'll, like how you handle your clients is I'm sure it's the same way. You have that commanding, like we're here for an agenda, like this is what we're getting, you know, this is the topic of conversation and you're going to like, you know, you're going to kill that conversation. That's, I follow in the same footsteps, like if, someone's asking me for advice on something particularly like that's um i'll dominate like a one-on-one conversation like i'll i'll you know absolutely love talking to that person interacting with that person giving that person advice if if it's a crowd of people if i'm giving a talk like you i probably won't be perceived as the same introvert and i think that that's true for a lot of people is that a lot of people actually who are social beings in considered to be like social or extroverts on like a, a social platform that mm-hmm. they truly are introverted. And a lot of people have, have said that and hearing a lot of them say that they've said that they've had to learn how to be conversational or considered, you know, in quotes, extroverted because it's, that's also, those two words are also mixed up in, not mixed up, but utilized in the, in the long way. Yeah. And I definitely agree about like having a direction, like, if there's a, like you said, I'm, I'm pretty good with clients, right? And like, here's what, here's the agenda. Here's what we got to accomplish. That kind of thing. I'm good with that. Yeah. If I have to go into a group and make small talk, that's not me. And yeah, forget it. It probably sounds, it probably sounds like a, probably sounds like I'm a dick, but like when I get into that mode, I really don't care. <laughs> you know, like I don't care, yeah. you know, that you went fishing last weekend. I, that, I don't care. And, like I said, that probably makes me sound like a dick. Like, I don't really care about you, but, like, it's just not interesting to me. And I don't care about, you know, spending my time that I could be doing something else, hearing about, oh, yeah, I, I went fishing last weekend, I did this, I did that. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's – I was going to say the same exact thing on the sense that it's, like, it. it's one of those things, like, if – I'm the same way in that aspect. It's, like, there – in choosing the friends that I hang out with, it, this is easy example to use is like who Courtney and I hang out with. It's easy for me to pick who I want to spend time with simply based off the conversations that we've had, you know, that we've had over, you know, dinner or just like in social gatherings, like I've met them and they'll talk about, Oh, what was the sports game or whatever? Or, I was out partying this thing. And it becomes like, okay, they're not worth my time. So it's almost like a a poor thing to say. But it's one of those things that you have to protect your time. And in the same sense, if that's not how you enjoy utilizing your time, then that's an individual that, okay, you have to learn how to overcome that in the moment, realize that this is a – and the same thing for myself, I've realized that, this is something that I'm here. I'm in a social atmosphere. I have to interact with people and it's a good time to practice. Like it's like, it totally comes off as uh 
like prideful and one of those things but it's plain and simply like you just don't get along with that person because you don't have the same interest like it's you're not a dick it's just like you realize that past this conversation we're not going to have a relationship so in reality like what's the roi here so it's it's one of those things where it's you like i think that we both have to learn to to just love people so much to take interest in no matter what it is that they say. If that's something that you yeah. love, that's awesome. Like, this is great. Like, you know, and and it just helps facilitate that conversation or just because of the fact that that's what they're interested in. Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right in that, like, I think it's going back to thinking about how we have to, love, like, thrive on other people's happiness. So, like, if they are... If they're going on about, you know, yeah, I I was watching the the golf match this weekend, blah blah blah, and they're going on and on and on. Like you could tell it makes them happy. It might not be interesting to you, but I think I think the key is to just pull on their happiness. Like, oh yeah, this is what makes them happy, and that makes me happy that they're happy. Yeah, for sure. It's it's one of those things that learning learn. To me, I try and now utilize it as a learning experience. Like, there's there's a guy who comes into the restaurant all the time, this delivery guy, he always talks about sports. So, like, I try and keep up to date on certain things. Like, if I hear, I don't go out seeking it online or watching the game, but if someone's talking about it, I'll be like, oh, how, what was the score? Or what was this? Just so I have, like, a formal basis you know, of right. the ability to co- converse with someone who enjoys sports. You know, they're like, oh, right. so-and-so traded, you know, this or did you see, like, you know, all the Sixers. They're, you know, they're going up, but they're, if they get past the Santa's game, they're going to have a hard time, you know, win the championships, you know. So it's like one of those things. It's like I, I was keeping up in conversation just from hearing, picking up from other people just to be able to converse with more people. So it's it's one of those things that if if you want to touch people on a basis of, of like, getting to their heart, it's you have to be relatable. So it's almost a, it's a responsibility to keep your knowledge as wide as possible and your understanding of things that are going on in order to be able to connect to things because right. some people are going to thrive in and connect with someone who can talk about the NBA game or someone's going to thrive with someone who can talk about, you know, the, the NHL playoffs that are going off. Like that's just, it, it opens, it opens the conversation to get one step closer into maybe what it is that they really want to hear. Right. And I think that like you, so, like, obviously, this isn't just a random guy because this guy comes in often. So, you've built uh, somewhat of a connection. You know, you're not, you might not be best friends, but you've built this connection where, like, hey, you can expect to see this guy then, and you don't mind talking to him. And I think that you probably heard all this, you know, like, for example, like, NBA stuff. Like, you probably hear all this stuff all day long, but you don't kind of lock in on it and hold on to that knowledge but because you care about having a conversation with this guy in the future you're like oh let me remember that you know like subconsciously or not so i think it's it's that awareness too like like if you if you heard an mba thing and you didn't have anyone that you think of that you should remember it for you're probably not going to remember it but if you're like oh the the sisters traded like you hear the sixers traded someone so you're like oh i'll have to talk about that with you know bob next time i see him yeah yeah, and then, so it's like, that like awareness. Yeah, and it, so therefore, you know, it kind of comes down to the individual. It's like, how much do I care about the individual to hold a conversation with? Right. And it's like, 
it it definitely comes off as like standoffish. But like I think that everybody feels the same way, and that most people just aren't really willing to say that that's how it is for themselves. Yeah, you know? and a, a lot of people do yeah. care. Like some, I know some people that they they need to know everybody and what everybody's doing, and absolutely be at every party. And like that's what's deep to them. That's what matters. You know, to me, right. the conversation I want to hear is like, what struggle are you having? Like, where can I help right. you? You know, I don't, I don't see you. Yeah. Right. How can I provide value? Because to me, I, I used to watch NHL all the time. I stopped watching sports kind of eliminated NHL almost completely as well to a point where it's like, it's no longer worth my time. Like it's yeah. one of those things. That's, like, that's kind of where I'm at. Too. Yeah. It's like, what is the ROI on my time? And it's, some people, but I've also realized that to some people, like, that's where they, a lot of their happiness is held in, like, it's held in the game, or if they win the, the World Series, if they win the Stanley Cup, you know, or the Super Bowl, too. Like, I watch the Super Bowl almost mostly, almost usually just so I can have a conversation the next day about it. But it's like, to me, it's like, I'd rather listen to a podcast or go work on, you know, keep, go work on the business. Like, it's just how it is. And it's not that it's a waste of people's time because it's, that's where they find it, enjoyment or joy, you know, fulfillment or happiness. But I do think that a lot more people in life would find more happiness if they use that time, utilize that time productively. Because tomorrow it's not going to have a big effect on their life who won the, you know, the seventh game of the semifinals. Like, that's just not. Yeah. And it's funny. That reminds me of this, this joke that uh, the comedian Ryan Hamilton said where he's, He's also, like, not into sports, but he has a friend that is. And he talks about how, like, he was betting, you know, his friend was betting on, you know, LeBron to win something or whatever. And he was, like, super into it. And, you know, the, the comedian's like, I, I don't really understand it, but he was super into it. And then uh, the, whatever happens, he, and uh, LeBron wins or whatever, and then he the guy looks at the comedian and goes, you know, like, I got to confess something. Like, I prayed. I prayed for... LeBron to to make that shot. I prayed I prayed for him to to win you know that game, and I prayed for each individual member of that team to to compete at their absolute best. And, and this is, you know the comedian makes a joke of it and goes, you know maybe you should uh, reconsider the things you're praying for because you just went through a divorce. <laughs> like you know goes through his whole like you know you don't have a lot of money like stuff like that. So like that's what it kind of reminded me of. It's like. Maybe you should reprioritize things if you're praying for each member of the basketball team to do their absolute best kind of thing. Like maybe just think about some other things in your life. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely it's definitely one of those things that's like to me it was when I started labeling my priorities in life I realized that watching sports wasn't one of them. And it it's it's like how do you see yourself in the future and then how is that gonna how are your Jersey says it says it perfectly. Let your your actions match your ambition. Plain and simple. Right. If you want to sit on the couch all day and, like, you just want to work a corporate job and come home and watch Netflix, and that's how you see your life amounting to, you know, that's what makes you happy, so be it. Like, it's per- that's exactly what I want for you. Like, just, but if that's not, if you're not happy doing that, then you've got to change something about your life. Like, like there's, there's something you need to change in order to be more happy, more fulfilled. And sometimes it right. starts and with, it's on you. Cutting the world it's on thing. you. It's yeah. not on anyone else. And and you whining and being like, "Oh, my life's so unfair." You do something to change it. Yeah. Yep. 
So I actually have a question to go back to from when we were talking about stuff earlier, when we were talking about how kind of you and your siblings, um, you know, pulled from, you know, what you observed with your father. Do you think that you all, so kind of like what I was saying before, that some siblings, you know, it could go either way. You might have one sibling that follows the father's, you know, actions and one sibling that doesn't. Do you think that you guys all went one direction because you had each other, because it was that, like, sibling bond? I think, it, yeah, it could have been, but it, I would also say that it was probably because we had a with my mother. So it was like the bond with, the closer bond with my mother helped us go in a direction of, of more in her defense or in the way that she raised us. Right. So it was, so it was I guess definitely. It's, it's kind of like a, a family in a family. Like you had your, your family, but there was really this kind of closer family inside that. Yeah. And to be honest, that's also part of the problem. Like we, my, my brother, my sister, myself, my mom all grew so close together, like apart from him. So I think that he grew separate from the family for a lot of reasons. But that also contributed to, you know, we also to an extent contributed to separating him from the family because right. we were so close because he right. didn't involve himself. So it's like it's right. it goes one of those. It's like a loop. It's like a, it's right. like a vicious yeah. cycle. Yeah. Yeah, and. To some degree, everybody's responsible. But it, yeah. in the same respect, every person's responsible for themselves. And that's just, like, if there's something that's not right, like, you have to get right with it. Right. Yeah, that was just, that was just interesting to me to hear you say that, like, all three of your siblings kind of turned out the same way. That's not always the case. Yeah. And it, it's like one, it's like, but if you put, myself, my brother, my sister in a in an environment where we're gonna thrive in people we know, we're totally you you won't ever tell that we're some like that we would be introverted in a in a different situation. Right. I could agree to that. Yeah. <clears throat> Very interesting. Yeah, um do you want to take this on a route of like business, what we're doing businessly as well. Yeah, let's let's do that because we definitely we had a lot to think about after our last call. Um, so let's let's push forward with that. All right. Well, were we? I know we are supposed to be thinking about social media. How are we going to pursue the each and individual page? Yep. I, is that what you're referring to? I don't know if there's anything much yeah. more. Yep, I think that that's kind of the biggest thing right now is, is figuring that out. Um, so I'll kind of give you my perspective. I think that, you know, from since we talked, you know, and what we talked about and kind of what um, I've seen, I think it's probably best to pursue us as individuals, right? So we have our individual accounts. Um, obviously, we have it, you know, in our bio or whatever, like, you know, whatever, executive at Be More Media, whatever, whatever we decide to do. So there is that connection, but it's not what we talk about. Um, unless it's in this this context where we're talking about, we have a podcast or whatever where we're talking about whatever comes up, and then we might talk about business, you know. Um, so I think having our individual accounts would help, and then having 
to say Thoughtful Foods has its own. Obviously, that's it's its own brand. It's going to push out its own things. And then I think that um, Be More Media is just, I think it's just self-promoting. That's what I was thinking. Like where it would say, it, or it's, it's, I guess not self-promoting. It's probably not the best, but promoting its clients. So it's saying, hey, check out Thoughtful Foods. Check out, you know, the content that they're pushing out, that we're pushing out for them and things like that. Right. So, okay, we agree on certain things. So, I was going to ask you to, to elaborate on what you said by self-promoting. Um, I think that this kind of, the basis of what we want to do lies in, in what we believe the pursuit of each account is. So, mm-hmm. I've been thinking this week that be more we we want that be more media is going to be I don't like okay put this is I'll this kind of a be more media is going to be one of those things where it comes down to where our interest lies right so as of right now this is what I'm thinking I want to utilize be more media as a parenting company for any company that we produce I, on this front, want to be fully, I want to be, and here's where I think this is going to be different for you and I. I want to utilize Be More Media as something where we can pursue the start and execution of of businesses. So starting, executing on a bit, you know, creating ideas starting those ideas, executing on those ideas, and then managing those ideas. And okay. basically just managing businesses. So yeah, I want Be More. The point is to create an infrastructure underneath a Be More that can run the platforms for for any company that we start in the future. So <clears throat> I'm not trying to – not that I, I won't. The market will give – way to whether or not any of this comes true. But I'm not one person who's going to want to start one project. I'm definitely going to be an inventor in some sense, you know, a manager in another sense, a CEO in another sense. Like there's, there's, to me, it's the reason why I want to create a parent company is so that I can pursue other ideas and I'm not limited to one thing. I also believe in not spreading, spreading yourself thin, but I think that we should start be more off as a parent company. I get to run the parent company and the I'm gonna to wanna to have my hand in everything for sure. Like I but I'm just trying to think this out, but I'm like Jack Dorsey runs two companies. Twitter and right. Squarespace, is it? He runs Squarespace too? I think it's um, I think so. And some people think that because they're both because Twitter's traded on the stock market. There's a lot of people who are invested in Twitter that believe that the company would do a lot better if he gave all of his time to that. So it's they're two separate, completely separate things. I want to be able to run, be more media as running subsets underneath it. So it's one thing that um that you're running a conglomerate. So almost like a Berkshire yep. Hathaway, except just not traded publicly. So it's right. a private business where you you buy you either start ideas or buy business, whatever. It's just something to manage everything else. I mean, so be more media is really the infrastructure to pursue 
to pursue ideas. Like that's almost, that could be the description. If I had to put it in, into words right now, I guess that would be a description. So I said all that. No, I, say, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that. I think that makes sense. And I think we both have a similar personality and similar mindset where we're both, we're never doing one thing. And I would say sure. that's, that's my biggest downfall actually. Um, is that I try to do too many things or I will, I will start a project and I'll go all in on it. And this is kind of in the kind of web design realm because that's obviously what I'm doing most of my work in. But I will start a project. I will be all in on it. I'll like work on it for like eight hours straight one day. And then I'll have another idea. And then suddenly that one's not, it's on the back burner for a little bit. So where my projects could take a month, two months, whatever to get done, they end up taking, you know, twice that time because I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, but what about this idea? And then I go all in on that one. Like, I'm very, like, I'm very, like, I I come up with tons of ideas, and then I go all in really quickly, and then I come up with another one, I go all in really quickly. And I need to work on executing them all to completion, even if it's simultaneously executing them all to completion. I just, you know. That's yeah. definitely my biggest downfall, and that will have to be considerate of, um, you know, as we move forward. I'm definitely glad that you brought that up. That's something that I've struggled with my entire life, and I think that I've I've came to the conclusion. Like, if someone were to come to me, people ask this to Gary Vee all the time, and I kind of forget what he was saying, what he says to him, but, like, this is my opinion on it that I've, from my own experiences, derived. If you're in pursuit of a project and you come from one idea to the other idea, I don't think you're meant to do that first project. Plain and simple. Right. Like it's just like if 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 you're like like all right, I'll go go ahead for this. I I worked on I've worked on I've worked on every single project until I got to a point where I said where it was either okay, you either go seek funding for this or or like this project is, is out of your intelligence. There's, or you have to go recruit somebody for this. So you have to partner with someone. So I've tried to partner with people who I knew in my world that could help me pursue. And when that part is not being able to partner, failed, or not desiring to go seek funding at that point in my life. So it's like, I didn't, I didn't care. I don't know if I, I didn't care to go seek funding for certain projects because I didn't ever want to, I, maybe it's selfishly. I, I just didn't ever care to go ask. I don't like asking people for money. So I realized right. that that wasn't a time in my life where I was going to be pursuing that project because I didn't desire to do it. So like, right. so I wanted to create, I wanted to create um, transitional windows, like tinted windows, transitional uh, tinted windows that, yeah, I remember that. Worked through dye croak and electric croak dyes. And right. I got to a point where I found, I finally, someone told me that, that their friend who worked for Santa Caban just bought a company that was doing that. And I was working on right. it in college. And right. they did it through dye croak and electric croak gels or something like that. And I was like, right. oh, that's a good idea. And all. so like that kind of put an end to my project right then and there. And so there was that. Then there was like board shorts. I ran into, I ran into a problem with who I thought was going to be the best person to, all right, this goes back to 
meeting with this guy to pursue board shorts as an idea was when I met with him, I knew right in, intuitively that he wasn't the guy to do it because of his lack of attention for me. But I, I valued his skill set more than I valued um, more than I value my own intuition on knowing that he wasn't going to give me the right, the right attention. So I, I got into problems with him where I tried to pursue a product and he wasn't giving me any time to work on my project when I, you know, that's what I was asking for. So that came to an end. So it's like every time you hit a roadblock in a prop, in a, a company, like there's certain people are going to tell you push right through it. You just got to keep going. Well, I think you have to sit down and then be, really self-aware and say, okay, am I, do I want to push through this? Is it worth pushing through or not? Someone once told me that you have a good, you have a good head on your shoulders. So use your head and not your shoulders. Right. There's a certain point in time, right. There's a certain point in time where if you, if you encounter a certain problems, sit down and and really have a true conversation with yourself and say, am I worth, am I willing to push past this problem? And if you're not, don't be like, I put so much time in this project. You know, I have all this invested. Just be like, that's it. This kind of ends here. And you start the next thing. So it's it's the same thing as that. If you're working on one project and something else comes up and you jump to the next one, you maybe you weren't meant to do that one thing. On the contrary, there's certain people that need to sit down and finish a project and just completely out. It's an all matter of being self-aware. Go ahead. What were you going to say? So I'll kind of pull from kind of what, one of my professors said in college, because, you know, we're doing animation stuff. And so he goes, it's kind of funny, he goes, don't be afraid to kill your children. And what he meant by that was we're developing, say, these animation projects, and we're two months in, and at that point we're like, I'm too invested. Like, I can't I can't turn back now. i got to finish this, even if it's not the right thing. And so kind of what he was saying by that was don't be afraid to stop that project. Like, even if you put in yeah. X amount of time, don't be afraid to kill your children is what he said. And, you know, and we were, so we were, say, making like a character or something like that in animation. And, you know, we think it's good and then we realize that it's not fully developed. Do we want to put more time into that or do we want to switch to something else that could be better? So just because we put all that time in it doesn't mean we should, you know, follow it through. Yeah. I mean, I the, think that's, that's key. Same thing, yeah, absolutely. Same thing with the music bot I wanted to pursue. I got to a point where I was outgrowing that lifestyle, and I no longer wanted to be involved in it at that time. So, like, someone once told me that every entrepreneur has T-shirts in their basement, and I don't <laughs> have them in my basement, but I got them in my closet. Like, it's like I got a couple dozen T-shirts still from old companies that I tried to start. You know, and it's, that was a learning experience in itself. I've dumped tons of money into starting something that didn't work out. And you can't dwell on the money that you put into it. You have to move on. It's like if you yeah. no longer find interest or happiness or you, or fulfillment, joy in the, in that project, you have to move on. So like right. me as someone who is – this is what I tell people. I'm a plumber by trade, an engineer by education, but an entrepreneur at heart is like I went through a period of time where I didn't have an idea to pursue. And like that was right. very detrimental to almost kind of detrimental to my health. Maybe not maybe my happiness which was detrimental to my health. So it's 
it was one of those things where I, you know, I had to be very self-aware. I took the time and the silence to learn about myself and then, and then really focus on what I was interested in. So people are always like, where do you get an idea from this and that? It's, it really comes from figuring out what your interest is at that point in time. And that's where I think that Thoughtful Foods is going to be the first, is the first one that it's, I finally found a product idea that I have great interest in where it'll create value for other people. It'll promote good health, which is the value as well. And it's, it's a, it's a project that I can pursue with my time and it's a project I can pursue with my money. So it's, it, it's finally I found something that I'm willing to pursue with my money, with my time and with creating value for other people in something that I am interested in. So right. I found something that to me is worth pursuing. Yeah. And so here's, here's speaking from someone who's seen you kind of go through all this, you can kind of tell, and it's funny because my mom's kind of going through the same thing, but you can tell that this is so much more well thought out. Excuse my pun, thoughtful foods. Um, it's so, it's so well thought out. Like you, you've put the time into it. But also a lot of the effort and a lot of the thought that goes into it. It's not just, you know, one of your, you know, your, your music brand that you started up. You're like, yeah, this sounds great. I have some ideas. They're not just, they're not super well formulated, you know, like, oh, this is good, yeah. but it's not, it's not fully thought out. That. And that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind I, of I jumped on that and tried it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so my mom, my mom, she had, a consulting company, like she was, she had her own consulting company where it was really just her, but she was, you know, she would outsource financial consulting to people. And so that was kind of her thing. And then she got, she moved down here to South Carolina and got, you know, she just got a job or whatever. And then, you know, back up north, she tried to start like one or two other companies. And she came to me last week or the week before and was like, I want to start a new business. And I was like, all right, let's hear it. And so she told me, she told me all about like what she wants to do. And I could just tell that it's very different, right? Like, it's not just another, oh, I want to start a new business. It was, I want to start a new business. Here's everything I've thought about, and I've thought about it in depth. And, like, you can ask, when you can ask someone a question and say, hey, you know, what are you going to do with X? And they can answer it right away because they've already thought it all the way through. Like, that's huge. That's, that's, that's way different than a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm going to start a business. And, all right, so, what are you going to do when this happens? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. You know, like, it's when you've, you've had that fully thought out idea that you can tell when it's going to be something that's going to be, A, successful, and B, something that's going to continue to interest you. Yeah, and something that is sustainable. Like, it's for me, like, the right. music blog thing was, like, how are you going to make money? It's like, well, I'm going to sell merchandise. It's like, well, who's going to buy the merchandise? Yeah. Well, people. Well, and that was your stuff. key flaw from like, the beginning, right? Is right. Is you were you were asking, how am I going to make money? That was the key flaw. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Part and reason, I would definitely say it. And that's exactly like I didn't do it. I started it off out of interest, you know, and it kind of right. led. It it kind of led out of. I left out of a lack of interest because right. it became maybe a pursuit of money. I don't, you know, I just, I was no longer interested in lifestyle and I was trying to utilize it as like to sell, to try and build a brand, sell merchandise. And that's just, 
that wasn't that's not sustainable. Like I, Would you say I, you got discouraged? Would you say you got discouraged when like say stuff wasn't selling or things like that? Yes, yeah, I mean to some degree for sure. Like there's there's always going to be the discouragement sense. I was def- I was probably discouraged in the sense that like it's not worth pursuing because I'm not selling anything. But the biggest reason was that like I'm not interested. I wasn't interested in the party lifestyle anymore, so I didn't want to be involved in that community. That was essentially why right. I backed out of it. You know, right. and it was it 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 was kind of like a just it was kind of a defining moment for me was to say that it I was like I was partitioning partitioning my life not partition but like stepping out of an old lifestyle was I was moving on and getting away from that side of the business was helping me move on so it it was something that essentially had to happen basically right but also that's it's a huge growing experience right like you wouldn't be where you are today without that no and I and I might have spent like you know two three thousand dollars to realize that you can't make a company successful trying to trying to sell like you can't like and it's it's the same thing that like people say that like if you're not a salesperson you can't succeed as an entrepreneur i don't believe that at at all like it's the guy who i'm gonna buy my tile from a family friend great guy coast tile in egg harbor township and it's he he's he's not a salesman he's an educator you go into his showroom he'll teach all about everything so it's like you're you have to be don't it's it's I, it's the the title of Gary Vee's book. You know, it's like it give 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 ask. You know the what is it jab 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 hook whatever you call it. But it's like right hook, yeah. it's a, it's the same thing. I almost never believe in asking. So it, so it's like it's right. I don't I don't know why it's like if I have just a negative connotation about asking people for help and things like that and that's continue. You know, so we'll see how it succeeds in business. But like getting back to like be more media and how I want the pages to be. I want be more media to be a, a total dump of value. And in the header, it just includes thoughtful foods, you know, advanced water apparel, uh, you know, uh, say Benjamin Sebastian, the clothing company, like whatever it's going to be. Like that's, that's what I want it to be. Like, so it's like, here's all the value. Here's where the, here's the, the companies that we're pairing on. Do you see it as, just say like our projects or do you see it as one day being like hey we have these you know these three projects that we built from scratch ourselves and someone comes to us and says hey i have this idea or i have the start of a business can you help me build it do you think we have just internal or do we have external people yeah, so people have asked me to to go partner in them with with products and and certain things and they've asked my advice like Oh, like you're you're really entrepreneurial minded. Like, come run this thing for me, and I'm just like, I can't. I have no interest in the product that you just get, but I'll go right. and and I'll give them as much value as I can to help them be successful in that product, and in order for them to make it. And it's, but it's it's just it's a matter of being self aware to realize that like I can't do I can't. I'm an all or nothing person. So if I can't give you my all, then I can't be involved in your project like it's just if i can give you my all in a sense that you're asking my advice for business i could totally if you bring an idea to me i could totally tell you how to do everything it from my perspective 
if you're asking me to partner with you, if I'm not interested in that thing, I can't really be involved. If I think it's a great idea, but I'm not the guy to run it, I, I would be happy to invest in it. You know, so it's like, it, it's a pet, like, I could totally see be more buying a company and then like running that company too, because we see it as a good investment and we're interested in it. However, okay. I don't see it as something that it will be just like someone comes to us with a product idea and then we just buy them up or like whatever, you know, whatever. Like it's, it really depends on interest to me. Right. So no, we're not going to run something successfully without interest. Right. I think, I guess you're asking the question if, if I want it just to be solely our ideas or if I see it as being other ideas later on down the road. Yeah, other ideas or other companies or, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I'm in part, I, I answered your question, I'll elaborate in the sense that I could see that I want to prove that we can make it from our own perspective, from our own ideas first, and then get well, into And that's key, right? That's the leading by doing. Like, who's going to trust us if we were just, if we were just to say, hey, we're being more media. We haven't done anything, or we've done one project that's been our own. You know, yeah. like, let us help you. No one's going to trust us. No one's yeah. going to want to do that. But if we if we have three, four, five <coughs> businesses that we started from scratch and we built to do this big thing, then people are going to be like, oh, like, yeah, you guys, you guys started from nothing with five different projects, and here you are now. Like, I'll I'll trust right. you. Like, here's my company. What should we do? Right. Exactly. And that's also a conversation I wanted to have with you as well. Is that I don't. Gary Vaynerchuk's business is, is he's he's in the social media and like advertising on the, the consulting for social media advertising and not only consulting he does he runs he runs the social media for many companies right I don't I want to be self aware and say that I don't think that that's where 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 we're we're gonna take B more. So if you have a separate idea, you know, bring it, tell me for sure right now, but it's, but it's, I think that it's going to turn into something that will run our own companies and our own businesses. And I don't think we'll have the infrastructure or the time to be able to do more, the manpower, anything to do something. I think that I agree. I don't think that, I don't think that's our thing, right? That's his, that's his whole thing is I, we help with social media and things like that. I think that we might have, say, in the future when we're a larger company, we might have a little department that says, hey, we'll help out with your social media. But it's not our key, you know, our key factors, our key goals. Yeah, I, I think that it's, it's, like, if I have employees who have time, of course I'm going to take up a client. You know, it's like, right. I keep them busy. Like, you got to keep them working. Like, it's, it's, I see it from a perspective that it's <clears throat> the way I would probably utilize the business in that that aspect is to say here you know Ben and Morgan are going to open up their a whole day to consult with companies pay five grand per company come and sit down with us at you have a whole eight hours lunch included whatever you know it's like sit down with us uh, get to know us a little bit see how we run our businesses you know ask any questions you want and then like on top of that we could give you the, our services as an included inside of this to run a couple posts for you to, to show you how it's done. Like utilize right. our employees to leverage the ability to help connect with other people. 
So it's I almost see it as being able to sell the consulting portion of it later on down the road as opposed to being able to sell the actual management of social media pages. I just I don't yep. like me me personally, I wouldn't be able to do that. I think that me you neither. could run a subset real okay. I was gonna say that I think that I've, you could run a subset of a portion of be more that just managed company pages. I could so I, and I'll tell you why I wouldn't do that is because that's not like we talked about that's not an interest to me. I and I've tried right, so I have clients right now. Okay, I want to do XXX and on social media, and I'm like, all right, here's some ideas that I have. You know, part of it's me not being fully knowledgeable in that field. Like, I, I could probably do more to research and become more knowledgeable, but it's not necessarily what I am interested in, so it's hard for me to kind of learn and gain that knowledge. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I see. So, I have client, like, I have a client right now, my, my client that I do the most work for, and I built their website. I have some, like, email marketing stuff. Like, I, I can do some of the, some of the standard marketing stuff like that. But for social media, it also comes down to I don't have time, right? Some, to be successful on social media, you need to push out content a lot and a lot of different content and things like that. And I don't have the time to do that for a client right now. Um, right. But it's funny because my top client, right, I have, I've done all this stuff for her and I do a lot of ongoing website stuff, um, email newsletters, uh, ebooks and things like that, like more designing things or developing things. Um, but she has kind of been doing her own with, you know, her own thing with Instagram. And I've just been letting her do it because I, A, I don't have the time and B, I don't have the interest or the knowledge to be able to really successfully help with that. And I looked the other day and she has 10,000 followers. Like that's not, I didn't do that. And I can't claim to do that because right. that wasn't me, you know, but that just like showed me like, you know, she has the time where she's posting every day or twice a day. And the and I, I can't. Right. Yeah, it's like so, it's yeah. It's, it's I, I can totally see your perspective now. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm not opposed like, to say having a, a like a, a digital media company, right, where you know, if I'm the, the head of a digital media division where we're making websites and we're doing the social media stuff to people I just don't see me doing social media myself. Right. Yeah. So I would I would make this comment is that Gary V cares. His interest is inside like the social trends and changes in in mm-hmm. social media platforms and how they work on a technical basis and how they work on a psychological basis. So like that's where his interest is. So right. being able to do that for many other companies is enjoyment for them. Whereas you, you find the enjoyment or the interest in the specific product or idea and you mm-hmm. utilize that as the interest to pursue the social media platform. And so that's why you would rather do it for a product that you're interested in than one that you created yourself as right. opposed to doing it as a career for just social media. Right. That makes right. total sense to me. Yeah. And I think I it, admire you. And this is yeah, this is something that I also want to bring up and kind of based upon this, right? Where I, um, so I don't have the really, I guess, the desire or the interest in that side of things. I mean, I can do it for us when we're starting out, obviously, because I'd rather do it for us than us hire someone when we have no money. 
Um, and also, <laughs> I'm interested in the businesses, so I'm I'm more invested in making good social media content. Um, but kind of stemming from this and kind of going through our whole conversation today, I think the biggest worry I have for us in general for this business is that we think too much alike. And I think okay. that's going to be that's going to be our biggest downfall if we're, you know, we're going to need to strategically hire um, people. And as you oh, should, you should hire people that businesses. know more than you do, right? Yeah. Um, hire for so you. We're going to, right, exactly, exactly. So we're definitely going to need to do that. Or in the meantime, we're going to need to be extremely self-aware of how closely we think because, you know, for example, if we talk about, um, what were we talking about? Um, we were talking about having, shoot, I thought of something earlier that kind of sparked this for me. Oh, having the same perspective on um, different, you know, starting different businesses and then like finishing them and not finishing them. So we kind of have the same thoughts where, Maybe not necessarily the same thoughts, but the same conclusions where, you know, if you start something and then you stop and you move to something else, you know, that might not have been the best one for you. So I think that we both think that, right? But I think that that could be a downfall for us if we say, find that and we just say, oh, well, we stopped. And so we assume that it's, you know, it's not going to work for us and we're done. You know, I think that not having a perspective that's the opposite of saying, well, let's consider what happens if we do push through, you know, um, having that alternative yeah. perspective or us being so self-aware that we can be like, let's take a step back and think about the opposite sides of things here. I think that could be, yeah. things like that could be a big downfall for us. I agree and disagree. Like it's, I, I'll actually say this is like, I didn't notice, I'm going to say that I, haven't noticed how similar we are maybe because maybe maybe because <laughs> maybe i do more of this like I, maybe i do so much talking that i don't ask you enough questions but i haven't been able to figure out how close closely we really do think so it's like so yeah I, i'm know, thinking business wise it's like not necessarily personal life or anything like that but on the business side of yeah, things yeah, i yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, we have yeah. a lot of similar thoughts yeah yeah maybe i haven't asked your opinion enough business wise so it's like i'll say that that's probably a downfall that i have because i haven't recognized that like this is the first time i would be i would be you making me aware of that it's the first time that i am ever thought of it on on the other front i'll say this is that i i truly do believe that if if we we lose interest in something it's not worth pursuing oh like, i agree even with if it's like thing, a, but i think yeah i think hitting a roadblock is a different story yeah, 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 for sure. Sometimes you need to hire or whatever. Like, and I think that part of that roadblock is if is is has to do with infrastructure. If you're hitting a right. roadblock and you can't get past it, you might not just have the right infrastructure to push through that that problem. And I think that right. with time and building a company, that pushing through roadblocks will become, I'll put it in quotes, easier on certain levels of hitting that roadblock because then you have someone who has the skill that you've hired for that skill to push past that roadblock. Like, if, right. if we can't make a company successful because of social media posts, like, that's not where we're talented in. You have to hire for that, to, for someone to post 
social media content and p- just keep pushing it through. Like the, right. there's a girl, there's a woman who works at Marie Seafood in Seattle with me. Mm-hmm. She's excellent at social media. I've tried to tell her to do it as a profession because she does it for Marie so well. And it's, yeah. it, she's just, she's great. Like she's very creative. She went to school to be an art teacher and like that's, she uses that creative sense of her personality to help push the company. But like she's in, she's invested and involved with that company. That's where she finds her interest. And she's, she knows it so well that she creates such good content for it. So. Right. Well, and I think in, in that respect, in the social media respect, and, and with a lot of things, that that is, is key. Not necessarily, you know, a lot of people will be like, hey, I am going to hire X marketing company to, you know, do all their social media. Yeah, right. that's great. You're probably getting out a lot of social media, maybe a little more professional because this is what they do all the time but they're not going to know you like someone inside knows you. So that's why I think yeah, for yeah. something like that, hiring something, someone for social media is way better than outsourcing it. Yeah, I think every company should have Really do. Yep, I agree. But uh, this conversation started with the direction we saw our social pages going. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring my opinion back on online. Is that I agree we should both have individual pages. Um, yep. Because I think that we're going to be running the company from two different perspectives, so we should both share that different perspective. And the, I agree. Um, and the advice on that as well. Where I see BMORE being is, I want BMORE to, to present a, a reputation for being more. That's, it's the title of the company. BMORE, BMORE, right. you know, in life, be more for your business, be more for your family, be more for society, you know, like it's, that's so I think that on an individual basis the content that we produce individually should be utilized on the be more page as how to add value. Like that's be more to me is just adding value. So I want to show on the be more social pages how to add value and where we are adding value as a company. So it's whether we're adding value through one of our companies, like we just developed this product which is X whatever can be the sell. However, I want, I want it just, I want, really do want it just to be a, a page dedicated to adding value. And that's it. And I, and then, okay. like I said, leave like the hooks for just the title. Like we run this company, this company, this company. And like that's it. If, if one of our subset companies is adding value in a, in a certain way, we can totally post that. Like that's not out of the question. But I don't think that people are going to be interested in where like people aren't going to be interested in in the things that we're doing for our clients. Like I don't see that being an interest. Like it, where's how where's the value in in that? Like if if we have if we record a conversation that we have with a client and that adds value, post it. Like that's where like the content would be created from a client. Like we met with so and so, and this is what came of it, and throw the com- the the value back into the community. Because, like, look at, almost sorry to say this, looking at, at Vayner Media's page, I don't really see the purpose. No, I, I agree. I was looking at that, and we, we kind of talked about that, but yeah. it's, it's kind of like, it, it kind of just looks like a page where they just like, almost like post memes and, you know, like, here's, here's a little quote, and that's it. Like, it wasn't really, at least for the Instagram, because we looked at the Instagram. Um, right. That was that was kind of what it wasn't. 
it wasn't a lot of content. I would argue that that page shouldn't even exist because it's not providing yeah, yeah. any value. Right. So that's or very the point is that right. All the value for Vayner Media comes from Gary V. Yes. Like that's, that's they don't it. need a social so, media account. They really don't. right. They they unless they really like so it's like I don't want to create that infrastructure where there's a waste of time and just a consumption of people's time. For, right. Like it's like be more is going to be where the value is added. Individually, like we're going to present our different roles in the company on an individual right. basis, and then yep. be more is where we're just producing that. Like I think that we'll both produce enough content that that, that to it eventually that we can host individual pages and we can host pages to where you know the value is just being added from from the more perspective. So yeah. and then thoughtful foods posting content daily just be like try brownies, try cookies, like whatever. That's the sell page, but it's like you're I adding think, the value well, on the be more. Well, yeah, in that page, it's it's more of check out this recipe that you could use our brownies with, you know, like right, yeah, okay, rather yeah, than right. buy our brownies, buy our brownies, you know. But I get your point for sure. Yeah. Like, we just posted a new recipe on the blog, or someone, someone just wrote this for thoughtfulfoods.com, you know, so, so it's like, yeah, that's, you definitely, we're definitely going to be trying to push value first on every page. Right. Right. And then, you know, the, yeah, so it's like, be more, be the, the value to be more. Like, I, that's what I want that to be. I want it hold true to, to, to the title, you know, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so I have actually a couple of questions, but my uh, my first one: Do you see, let's say, us at at Be More Media having a like a create like an in-house creative team? I think that every, I think you have to. And so, okay, define and, sorry, what you mean by creative team. Yeah, so a so I guess I actually so here's here's a better way to put it: us moving. My company of creative cash under Be More Media. Do I see that happening? Yes. Well, I think that that lies in what I would ask the question of where where do you see creative cash evolving as an individual business? Where do you see that evolving to? So, in this in this respect, I see it as being a a business. Like in this case, it would be say under Be More Media. So Be More Media is helping. Creative Cash grow, right? But Creative Cash can also do any adjacent kind of kind of work, right? So if we have a new company that comes up, oh, Creative Cash is designing the website and the, you know, whatever, the, the branding or anything like that. You know what I mean? Where it's, do you think that there is a benefit of having it underneath Be More Media or having it still be completely separate? That's, Okay, so I would almost go into the legality of it then. Is do I see it being underneath? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because of the fact that we're gonna need it so much. So it's either right. you put it underneath of it or you bill yourself. Right. So that and that's kind of I've been thinking about it a lot actually, since we've been talking about all this. Is that I don't think it makes sense to keep it separate where if at least in the long run, where I'm not going to be like kind of in the end, we're going to be the two executives or whatever at Be More Media with all these sub companies. It doesn't make sense to us be two 
executives at this, and then we also have this creative business that does stuff for the company. You know, that's separate. Right. So I would say this is is when when it comes time that that it I'm gonna is there a point in time where there's no purpose of having creative cash? Yeah, probably. Because because as, as it stands, right? There's no purpose of having it as it is right now. There's always a purpose of having it as a company that builds websites, does design work and things like that for okay. the sub companies or clients or things like that. Okay. I would I would change one word in what you just said and said a company to infrastructure. Right. So where creative cash will be always be an infrastructure that does X Will it? But will it always be a company that does that? I guess that's the true question. Like, like creative cash will always be an infrastructure that creates content and designs websites for right. be more. However, do you feel that it will always be a company that that like a a company that's actually titled for, like it's? So I'm trying to see eventually in the future is there a point to having it if we're not going to pursue if we're not going to pursue pushing such a social media or web design, like web development right. business, a be more, is there eventually going to, you know, is there going to come a point in time where it's, there's no point of having that title as a subset underneath be more? Because that's exactly right. what be more will be. Right. And I could see that where it, it gets absorbed. So rather than being be more media and then creative cash, it could be um, like be more creative or something like, that. like it's internal. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I love that. Doesn't it sound yeah. good? I thought of that the other day, and I was like, be more creative. <laughs> I like yeah, I, that's awesome. So, so it, it becomes it becomes really a company versus infrastructure kind of a question. And I think sure. that we will always have a creative team underneath a more. But it's, will yep. there be a necessity? Will there be a necessity to to run that as a subset, or is it just? The infrastructure underneath of, because to me, be more runs everything, right? So it's inside. So say we we'll use be more in thoughtful foods because it's the first pursuit, right? Be more. We'll okay. We'll break it down. I'll be making management, operational decisions. You'll be making creative and development decisions, and then so later on down the road. So say, say there's those two sides of of thoughtful and be more. We both handle those yep. two currently standing quotes. If we were to, you know, bench, a bench, so adding someone to thoughtful foods would be something like adding someone who can create new recipes or blog about food. Adding somebody to be more media would be someone who could design the web page for thoughtful foods or continue to make updates for thoughtful foods. Right. So it's like, I think it's – I don't want to try and make it too complex to a point where it's – where it wastes more time than, than what it really is. But, like, there's a, right. there's definitely a distinguishing line between the two, in my opinion, where it, the, this person will handle this task and decision-making because they're underneath the soft foods, and this person will handle this development because they're under – for soft foods because they're under B-more. So it's – Yep. I agree. And obviously this isn't, I mean, we're not talking about, hey, tomorrow I'm going to go switch this under, you know what I mean? Like, right, of course it's, it's further down the line, but I think it definitely 
obviously we want to think about we don't want to think about just the next year we want to think about 10 15 20 years in the future so that's something I, I wanted to bring up i think that we always are yeah i like i could see there being like a be more creative like in instagram page just so that they can constantly like update people on what they're doing and like helping like right. this is something i would enjoy if, if if we had to be more be more creative instagram pages that one of our developers who's active in the community being like hey i made a uh like a two-minute post on how to how to uh how to code your web page so that when you scroll over uh the hamburger menu it appears without clicking on it or right. something like that right you know, yep. so it's like helping the community on that aspect. So it's like giving, giving back to the community from the perspective of our creative team. Right. Like that's how I could, but I don't, I wouldn't see it as, I wouldn't see Creative Cash as becoming something that's like a subset company because actually plain and simple is, is, is the company making rent, is, is the, as a team, is it making revenue for the, is it bringing in revenue or just generating revenue internally? Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. So like, I think that's what would divide becoming a company, you know, whether it becomes a company or remains an infrastructure. I think that's where the decision lies. And I'm not going to put a limitation on it right now. Right. No, no. And it's, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, that's definitely, it's just food for thought kind of thing. Or thoughtful food, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, so, something else I want to bring up, and I think I texted you this, like, a couple weeks ago, was that I had, and this is kind of going a little off topic, because it's more of on my, my business side of things. But I just wanted yeah, to run cool. an idea by you. Um, where we were... Where, uh, so I was, I was thinking, I was trying to think of different ways to get clients, right, for, for Creative Cash. So in Charleston, and I, and I know you've, we've talked about this before, there's a lot of startups and tech companies and things like that. So my thought process is when I'm looking at, when I'm looking at all these startups, right, they're startups, so they don't necessarily have the money to get this crazy website you know like this well-designed you know where where it should be where it could be helping their business so my thought process is i would like to work with them the problem lies in you know goes back to the same thing they don't have money you know they don't they don't have a good website because they don't have money so they're not going to hire me for things like that so i was trying to think of different ways that i could say do hey i'll build a website for you it doesn't cost you any money now, but I get X percentage equity in your company. And you want my opinion on that? Yep, sure do. I would find a company you're interested in. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't work for like, hey, I'm gonna make a website for everyone. I would I would vet it, I guess. So I would say, Hey, this company, I like I like what they're doing, I'm interested in them. See them being successful. It's not just you know, Joe Schmo that made a startup out of his, you know, house and, you know, he's not really fully invested. It would be more of a, I'm, I'm interested in the company. 
I like the I like the owner. I like what their thought process is. I like where they're going. I like their vision, things like that. And then I would make that proposal. Yeah, I would most I would most certainly do that because why wouldn't you? Like if, but I would base it off the perspective of like if you have time. Like if you have the time to to say that like this is what I want to do in pursuit of percentages of companies, then I would right. utilize my talents and my time to help produce potential, you know, income for me in the future. And, right. and that's kind of how I was I was looking at it. it was like, yeah, it's not going to provide me any immediate value, but it's providing them value, which in turn can provide me value in the future. Yeah, do you, I would say on the basis is that is that two things. A, do you have the time? And and B, do you see it being an ROI? So it's and that the ROI actually it it all comes down to time. That's it actually. Yeah, because it's the ROI stems from the time. Yeah, right, exactly. Because it's I'll put it this way: if you have the time to give to them right now, um, and be actively involved in that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you have to look at it from a broad perspective. Say, what am I currently doing right now, and what what should I be doing? So it's like, should I I can either a go get go chase after clients for equity, or I can start building my own business. So that's that's really where the question lies. So if you want to you want to spend the time to build to build equity in your own company, or do you want to spend the time earning equity in someone else's company? Right. And I guess, uh, yeah, I do need to think about, I guess, the percentage, right? Because I was kind of thinking, hey, maybe I do one or two projects a year like that, where it's not, it's not, I'm doing all, because I, I think that's silly to put all your eggs in that basket, where you could come up with, with zero dollars, or you could come up with three million dollars or whatever, you know? Like, that's that's just not good business. But I was kind of seeing it as me doing maybe one or two projects a year like that, where I find, like, a really good, something that I'm really interested in, something I could see a good ROI in the future, and something that I can I can back and I can believe in. Right. So You're asking yeah, a question. Go ahead. I was going to say, you're asking a question off of how much percent should you ask for? Yeah, well... I mean, that obviously comes with it, and I think, I don't know if necessarily you'd be able to answer that. I, I'm def- Obviously, if I do something like this, I'm going to have to talk with a lawyer because I'm going to have to get contracts and stuff like that. Okay, so I think, I still, I think that, A, you're taking this conversation too far in your own head, and you have to yep. first think about where do I want to place the time first. This is, right. this is like, so this is one of those things that's where you're chasing interest. So where do you want to put your time? That's it. Number one, figure that out. Number two, yeah. if you really want to talk about percentages, I would straight up, I would be like, if you build a relationship with the company and you're like, I have these talents, blah, 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 I can do this for you. And they're like, ah, oh, we don't really have any money. And you could be like, I'll work for equity. And they're like, really? Right. You would be like, yeah. And be like, and I would be like, how much can you offer? I wouldn't give them a percentage. And then right. you determine your worth. Like if they're like, I could give you, you know, like point point five percent. Like, nah, no thanks. 
you know, and you you'd be like, I gotta be like looking at the high risk of your project. I gotta be at like four percent, five percent, maybe even fifteen percent. Like if it depends on how dominant the 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 web is for. Like you can't put a percentage on every company. Like maybe your company, maybe this company only needs a website for informational purposes, whereas another company needs a website for e-commerce or something. Handle all the e-commerce and the marketing for them. So it's, right. it becomes one of those things where it's, it's a project rated on, on what it is, what, how much reliance it's going to be, how reliant it will be on, on, um, on your ability to develop something for them. So here's so where really want, I was going to kind ahead. of price it out in, in the back end, right? So I wasn't going to say, Hey, give me, you know, not, I'm not going to go up to everyone and say, Hey, give me like 1% of your company or whatever. In the back end, not necessarily public, you know, client facing, I was going to have say features, right? So adding e-commerce is worth $10,000 or whatever, you know, like that's, that's how much it's going to be worth for me. And then adding this and this and this, and then basically having a total of say, Hey, this project, you know, should be worth $22,000. And then I can go back and say, all right, here's what this company's assessed at. They're assessed at 7 million. What's, you know, the percentage, $22,000, the percentage of that. And also adding like perceived value, right? So not just actual value where there's like $10,000 is e-commerce, $2,000 is $2,000 that, but adding a, how much value do I think this website is going to bring to the company? So I can say it's worth, you know, X amount on top of the cost of all the services. And then, so then I can go back and say, all right, your company's evaluated at $1 million. I, you know, it's, and, you know, maybe not tell them this exactly, but say in my head, I'm saying it's going to cost $22,000. If I pull that, what's that percentage of $1 million? And then that's what I go back and say, all right, well, I need, Five, ten percent of your company, whatever the calculate that to be. Okay. So I'm entertaining all this because I think it could help somebody in the future. If this was just a conversation yep. between you and I, I would have said that it ends at the whole conversation of time. But right. I would also, you're bringing up valuations of companies as if A, they, you can evaluate the company. B, it's already been right. valued, evaluated for, right. you know, for a specific, giving it a specific value on the whole business itself. Right. And then I would say, see if it has a valuation of X amount of millions of dollars or whatever it may be, why they would have to have already have some form of a web present already. True. So in, True. in reality, you're, you would, you would really be talking like if someone were to do this in the future, you would really be talking to someone who's just getting started. Right. Like I, I think that yeah, if you hung out in a co-working space, uh, or and you had downtime, like it's totally worth it to help build people around you because you're working one-on-one, you know them, so you're doing work for the people inside the co-working space. Or if you had a full-time job and you worked in that, that nine-to-five, but you wanted to build, you wanted to build yourself, your income potentially in the future. And you, you, you're not a guy who likes to sit around. You want to do something? Go get active in those communities. Get to know people, build relationships with those people, and then start helping them. 
So I, if, if I could do this as, if I could do it as, this, if, if I were to pursue plumbing as a, as a full-time career, I would do it on the basis of, of plumbing for other, so if someone built a new house, I would, I would do the plumbing for that, for that house. If someone was looking to buy a property and they had the money but not the talent, and I, they, I would say, okay, give me 20% of, of say, whether it be the sale, give me 20% of the sale when you flip the house and I'll do the plumbing for you. Or like, if you want to hold this as a long term, like I would partner with it, someone who I knew well enough to give 20% and we'll collect, I'll collect 20% of the rent or of the sale when we flip it. Because right. you have the, the money but I have the talent. I would like literally. Right. I would only do that if I knew that the that it was it was something that on a time basis, like that's where my skill set is, and that's where all my time is devoted. Do I think it's a bet? Like, okay, I'll say it on the same basis of this: is that I've been, I've been. If it comes down to a question of time, people have offered me jobs. People have offered me ideas and projects. And I've turned them all down because I know that I want to spend my time building my business for the ROI on my time through my own projects, my own products and everything. So it, right. it truly, it truly lies in where you want to spend your time. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. I think that someone could definitely use that, utilize that model to make a lot of money. Yeah. And it really comes down to what you want to do. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that definitely makes sense. It's definitely something to think about. I just thought of it as, you know, and, and you might be right. Like it might, it might not be the best idea for me, but I love the idea in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess, it's, I guess that's of, probably where I wanted to go with it, where we further flesh that out to see how it could work. Right. It's, it basically, that's like, I don't know, like going and buying penny stocks to me. Right. Like it's like a high risk, high reward. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you I have think time. it's such an underutilized market, right? Like, who's who's gonna go and build for a startup unless they unless they go on AngelList, which I don't know if you've been on, but AngelList is it's like a job website where startups post jobs, but they either hire you for a salary because they're already yeah. funded, or yeah. they hire you for equity. You know, so right. it's similar similar to that. Like, that's the only other thing that I could see really providing that kind of value to startups where, you know, but they're still hiring people or they're, they're hiring people for equity. But yeah, this is kind of so, like an outside consultant where it's non-committal, where they don't have to say, oh, you're here every year. Like, we have to find a salary for you or we have to make sure you have right, equity. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I'm outside. Yeah, it's, I always think that, like, when you have an idea, like, I know that you know that someone's already doing this, but it's like something that you thought of doing yourself. But it's, like somebody's out there doing this right now and, and there's some people who've definitely become successful on it. And then there's other right. people who probably were resentful because they, they regret that they wasted their time trying to do this as well. So it, it really right. does come down to the project. And if you have the, like I would never be able to do that without actively being involved in the community. So like if, like I said, right. if you're, if you're working in a co-working space with startups and you get to know all these people and you work side by side with them during the day, like if, if that's your, if, if you run your own business, you're just an individual and you have clients and you, you host those clients 
inside that co-working space, use it as an office space for yourself to show up for work every day. And then you have extra time outside of that, like building, building, you know, web developing or doing social media stuff for people is definitely something that you could pursue as, as like a side gig to pursue equity to try and build a long-term game plan for, you know, I think that that's long-term, that's an awesome plan for someone who has the extra time and has that community basis where they can build relationships and realize that right. this is a good project to invest in. Because yeah. it kind of comes I down to investing in the right project and how will you know one of those things. Right. Like, I want to, I want to, like, give that idea to someone here. Like, because you're right. I don't think I have the time to put into that. Um, yeah, if I wasn't doing my full-time job in grad school and I was just doing creative cash and I was trying to find a way to, to get more clients and things like that, yeah, that would be something I would do, but that's not where I'm at right now. But, like, yeah. I think, I like, I want to give this idea to someone in Charleston because I think this is a huge space that that could be utilized because there's so many startups here. And there's, right, I mean, you know, it's, it's huge. Right. Maybe the best way of giving it to someone is posting this online. Right. Oh, I agree. I could definitely. Like, someone that. might listen to this, like, 15, 20 years from now and still be able to utilize. Like, I'm sure that'll happen. Like, it's. Yep. I agree. It's definitely a, totally like, is it a sustainable model? Like, it, it totally is if, if, if you, if you utilize it as, it's a sustainable model if either, like, you're a little, you're, you're a young guy or a young girl and, like, you learn how to build websites or whatever. And, like, say you're, yep. I don't know, you're going through college, so, like, you're going through all your classes, but you still have extra time. But, like, or you got done college and you moved home with your parents, you have minimal expenses and you right. just want to build, like, try and build, like, a long-term game plan. Or if you work full-time, you have extra time at night, you get involved in those communities, or you work in the co-working space. Like, yeah, anyone could pursue this model. It would to- it could totally work out for some people. Someone could get very fortunate in doing this. Like, definitely. it's one of those things that could definitely happen. Like, I, I could totally see it playing out. But it literally, it comes down to, do you have the time to be active in a community to help try and because it's, it's going to be one of those like that person has to trust you in order to give you a percentage of their baby like that because that's how it is it's like that guy used the kill your children whatever the hell you said it was yeah. funny it's kind of you know it's is it sick on one way i'll make it even worse is say that like <laughs> is someone willing to give you one of their baby's ligaments or whatever like it's like that's kind of like what it is it's like they're giving a portion of their child away. That's just right. That like in it's the same way like people say like don't fall in love with your first child like as a company, right? It, because sometimes there's a point where you need to sell, you know. And if you're fully in love with that and you can't let go, then you might pass up an opportunity that was worth taking. For sure. Always good things to think about. Yeah. Love where our conversations go. <laughs> yeah, we've been definitely been all over the place, but yeah. that's that's about par for the course for how our minds work. <laughs> yep, true. Our, mind, our minds are all over the place. Yeah, I mean all that's right, so, pretty much all I got. 
What else you got? What do you think about next steps? What do you think we should kind of do? What what should be like our our next, I guess, goal or you know task to accomplish? Uh. Honestly, like, when you first asked me that question, I'm just like, ugh, where could I, like, how can I even start anywhere? So I'll utilize this time as, like, to help document the progress, the process, yep. and say this is, like, I'm currently sitting in a house that has, like, half the studs are visible and and half the walls have sheetrock on it, you know. So, like, I'm working on this house to get myself and Courtney into this place. On the same time, trying to build a business. At the same time, right. you know, working at nights at a restaurant. So it's, I wake up, spend my mornings at the house working, spend my evenings at the restaurant working, and, you know, I'll work there six, seven days a week. So it becomes one of those things of, like, when do you have time to work on the business? And as far right. as right now, what my next steps are is going to be trying to get it actively involved in documenting this process of you know, the struggle that I'm going through to try and pursue all of them. You know, it's like pretty soon I'm hopefully, you know, we're trying to add kids into that equation too. So it's like, it gets yeah. like life progresses. It gets worse and worse and worse and harder. And I want to actively show the struggle, like enjoying the struggle and the, the, the process and the pursuit of what is fulfilling to me. Right. You know, so it's, I don't, what's the next step for this company? Dude, it's hard to say, man. Like, it's really difficult. And it, it, it pains me to the fact that it's, that it's like, I, I chose, I, it pains me to the point that it's like, I, I'm putting my, what I, I'm putting my, I got married. I'm putting my happiness behind, I'm putting someone else's happiness before mine. Plain and simple. Right. Like, I actively chose that, I made that decision. You know, I got married, things changed. Like, right then and there, like, it changed. It's no longer about me. It's about my wife. It's about my the future of my family. And at the right. same extent, the business will be the future of my family as well. However, I have to put them inside a place where they have a home first. So it's, the business is unfortunately taking a back burner. But it's how can I be in the background working to build that as well? Is I think, kind of comes from just documenting the process of going through that. Yep. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, and for, you know, also for documentation purposes, we'll say where we're on that because we're kind of on a same trajectory, right? Like we, yeah, we're yeah. both, we both just got married within the past six months. You know, we both just bought a house within the past six months. We, you know, I'm, I'm working full time, you know, managing a college's website. I'm doing, you know, an MBA. Yeah. So I'm working with grad school doing that. And then I'm also doing freelance clients. And so, you know, plus everything else that comes with, you know, buying a new house and just being married and, you know, things like that. So, like, we're definitely, I feel like we're definitely both in the same spot. And, you know, some would say looking in, this probably isn't the best time to start a business. But I don't think there's any good time to start a business. You know what I mean? Even if either of us were doing anything, it's still probably not the best time to start a business. You know what I mean? Like, it's It's just... we're, there's never going to be that perfect world where we're both like nope. completely free, ready to go. Let's start it. It's like there. 
there can definitely be a defining point in your life where you're like, all right, I'm mature enough to have kids right now or whatever. But to me, right. I, like, two people get married, when's the best time to have kids? There is none. And nope. only because of the fact that you'll never be ready. So no. it's just, nope. it's, it's like creating a business, you'll never be ready. You just gotta make the first step. Having a kid, there's a, there's a think- point where some people would argue that. Some people shouldn't have had a kid, but it's one of those things right. that you'll never be ready for. You just it, it, you just make the step if that's what you want to do. I think that the only time you're ready to have a kid is when it's too late. Like, you might be, like, 70 and be like, I can have a kid, you know? Like, yeah. But you physically can't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the only time that you might say, yeah, I'm ready for a kid is when you you can't. Yeah, I'll, I'll present another one of, Things that I'll be it's definitely, I agree though. Like I, I love kids. I would love to have kids. There's no way I'm ready to have a kid right now. But I don't think right. that five years from now, I don't. Which in five years we probably will have at least a kid, like at least one, if not two. Like yeah. I don't think that in five years from now I'll be ready either. Yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things that happens, and you you go with it. Yeah, if I I wanted to say this first, and then I'll go back to love is. I'll present a saying that I'll pro- you'll hear a lot from me is that if you take a second to guess, you're already a second late. Like it's, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where you just have to act. Like if someone were to take a, a, a macro view of my life right now, they'd be like, you're spending, I don't know, I guess, uh, say like six hours at your house every single day working. You're spending eight hours at a restaurant working every night. And then yeah, what do you what are your days looking at? Just for so we can have this like what when you wake up and then you do six hours and then like all that go through, go through like an okay. average day. All right, I'll I'll finish this fun and I'll go back. It's like, looking at my my life from a broad perspective is that I I you know my working on my house working at the restaurant people wouldn't someone wouldn't say that I have like a stable life where a kid can could be at an active part of that lifestyle and so it's like for sure like there's just like looking at my life broadly like there's just no like (laughs) it's impossible i guess you would say but like it's something that i want you know that myself courtney want to well here's what i'm saying to that is is there's people that have it worse right there's people that are making less than minimum wage they have six kids already and they have no kids you know like they're yeah, working I know you know, like six, that. You know, three jobs or whatever. And that's, I think that's like huge. And that's what I've been trying to do a lot lately is look at, well, it could be worse. It could be this. And so like my, yeah, my life yeah. is great. Like there's no, like my life is awesome. If I ever think differently, I got to look at, you know, step back and take into perspective. Wow. It could be 10 times worse. Yeah. I'm completely blessed. Have been my entire life. Everything I went through, went through for a reason. And I, and I wouldn't change anything. Like, it's like, oh, 100%. I agree. In this situation that I'm in, I would want it no other way, you know? Right. And to add kids on top of that all, I would be blessed to add a kid into this, into all this right. struggle, you know? Right. Like, it's just, right. like, it, it is a, like, count your blessing kind of in a post. Like, it has to be. No, for um, sure. You said, a, a, like, a, a day in the life of. Yeah. Recently yeah. I've been me, getting up. Your day is. Recently I've been getting up late. Like at like nine o'clock. 
But uh, I do. Nine o'clock is not late for everyone. But yeah. Yeah. I do. I do better when I get, say, anywhere from six and a half to seven and a half hours of sleep. Like if I touch eight, anything past that, I'm tired. If I'm like anything less than six, I'm tired. So it's usually six to seven thirty. There's that sweet spot. Of, yeah, like, so you can extend it, like, the six to eight hours. Like, eight hours is, like, a good recovery day for me. Six is, like, I'm, I'm, I'm high-functioning. Six, six and a half right. is, like, like, I got, I got six, I got six and a half hours last night. I'm feeling great. I did have a coffee this morning, though, so, like, I kind of cheated. Um, <laughs> Amped up. Yeah, so, like, you know, I'm not really sure. I was fine, but I was in Wawa, so I was like, nah, I don't care. Yeah. Um, that's not true. I stopped just to get a coffee. I thought I'd take that back. <laughs> and I wound up getting a bunch of other stuff. Anyways, so today I got up at 6.30. Courtney got up to go to school. I um, left the house at 7, 7.15, 7.10 I was out the door and came to the house. I went to Wawa came to the house. So I've been here since, what, like 8 o'clock? And, yep. I mean, we've had this conversation, but previous to our conversation, I was just tearing out sheet raw. So I usually will, usually, for the past, I'm going to try and start getting up earlier than I am. So try and be out of her house, say, by 8 o'clock, work at the house from, you know, whenever I get there, 8.30, until during the week, I go in late around, like, 3 o'clock, and I'll work till whenever we close. So later on in the summer, that'll be 10 o'clock. Right now, it's right. like 8.30. So, and then after that, I'll, I'll drive home. I'll usually drive to the house, check on the, the dumpster if I have to, if it rained or anything, make sure it's tarped yep. or if it's going to rain. And then I'll go from back from the house I'm working on, I'll go to Courtney's parents' house and, and stay there. So it's, right. that's, I guess I'm up at, I'm up at, say I'm up at 8 o'clock, and I'm back yep. home around 11, right. 12, 13, 14, 15 hours. 15 hours a day I'm now at. All right, so if you have – I'm just trying to see if we can find – because I know it's killing you to not be able to work on the company and things like that. Yeah, it it, it like does that. because it on on a on a perspective of priorities. Right now, it's actually not killing me as much as it did in the past because uh, almost as if because put it this way, house is number one priority right now. Second priority oh, right. is work to fund the house. Third priority right. is then the business. Like that's right. that's like on a on a basis of like priority of my time. That's where it is and. And kind of my relationship with Courtney takes the back burner because I feel that building the house is going to draw us closer together by being able to be together when in reality it's actually, that's not, that's not how it should be. So it's, right. I've had, I had this conversation with her the other night is that I, I've prioritized the house more than I've prioritized her, you know, our relationship together. And it, and it, and it, it definitely took a hit, you know, only being right. a month out of marriage because of that. Like it's, it's so it's, I see the pro- I see our relationship a priority. I see the house as the priority to facilitate that relationship, where she sees the relationship as a priority and spending time together as that priority. So it's right. we both have to find the way to compromise on that. And I spend time at the house, but also take like a night or an evening to spend time with her. Like we went out to dinner together. It was great. 
you know, right. absolutely. But like, you have to put separate, you have to separate that time and realize I got to take time to make things right, you know, to make sure everything's okay. Like, I haven't been asking enough questions about her lately. I, it's all been talk about the house. Like, you got to sit down and, and be like, what's she doing? Where's her struggle? Like, I asked her them, like, what's your top three struggles? Right? And it's like, I, probably because, like, I never thought to ask her that when we were just thinking about the house all the time. So it's like, right. you know, I, got, I, I haven't been active enough in knowing what's going on in her head. You know, so you got to right. take the time to do that. Oh, for sure. That's, some would argue that's, that's priority number one. Yeah, you know, and, like, and it, it definitely should be. Because, like, now after our conversation with her, it's, it's like, that's something that I'm, like, making sure that we're, we're good, you know, has got to right. be priority or hell. But uh, yeah. I'm in on an aspect of, like, my time work during the day, like, where right. Right. Yeah, right. your priorities kind of lie in the, well, I just don't want to say your priorities lie in work, the time you spend with it, because... It's one of those things that's like quality or versus quantity, so. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just, Wait. uh, you, you let, let me know though if there's anything I can do to help with, if you wanna, with anything, but if you want to, you know, find a way to push forward with any business stuff. When priorities I mean, I, adjust, you know? Yeah. I do, but this is the problem. All the money's for, in my opinion, to make the next step for the bit, like, to make the next step to, I'm stopping myself from saying that because it's not true. But in my mind, to make the next step, it requires money. When in reality, it kind of doesn't. I think that yeah. we can be actively engaged in progressing the business by finding ways, um, to push forward value in the community uh, yeah. around the topic or idea of the business we're pursuing. So, like, this is the yep. first step right here. Like, this is, like, I've, A, I've taken two hours out of my day of working on things so that we had a good quality of sound, you know, but yeah. it, and it wasn't like banging and hammering and going around and tearing out sheetrock in the background, but it's to build, this is, this is, so, yeah, I've taken the time today. You you just help facilitate me making progress on on our project by setting up this phone conversation to be recorded. Plain simple. Like that right. that was it. Like this is this is the first step to building to help build our our brand and awareness around our brand and helping add value to people. Because that's what Definitely. we're documenting the process and we're trying to add value first before we're we're throwing a jab before way before we're throwing a hook. Like it's when you don't. So I'm gonna say this now because because I'm glad that we we started documenting. It's like I'm gonna try and add value when I don't have the money to sell product. Yeah. I mean, and because that's how I think that it should be. People right. complain, and I was even complaining, guilty of it, that I don't have the ability to pursue my project because of money. But in reality, I do, and we're doing it right now. So, right. So here's the thing: if let's say if I if I stood up a website for us for Thoughtful Foods, and you know this week or whatever, and rather than starting it by saying, "Hey, here's this here's this brownie mix or whatever that we're gonna sell," if I stood it up as a blog, 
would you have recipes and stuff that you would post? Yeah, I mean, I definitely could for sure. Like, and I was that's something to, that we could do. Yeah, we've talked about this before because people ask me for like cooking recipes for like stuff that I make all the time, and and yeah, I want, I want, I almost, I I bought BennyCrocker.com in order to post, in order to post my recipes for family members. Like that was it. Right. So, do you, what do you think about doing that? Because, to be honest, that's probably where we should start anyway. If we build a following through, hey, here's some, here's some recipes and things like that. Then later we could say, oh, we have this new product, and you're already invested in it. Like, like we're kind of going, buy- like we're kind of going about it the wrong way, where we know that we're not supposed to say, hey, here's our product, buy it. And also, yeah, we have some recipes. Yeah. See, it's almost better to bootstrap it because because you're able to do this first. Like it's to- it's all about community. Building the community first before you sell a product is it's I think it's genuinely what it's all about. And right. like I keep coming back like jab 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 hook like that's it like it's like it has to be and we've had this conversation before that we should do this and we never have. So I'm glad that we finally come to a point where monetarily we can't afford it. So like this is the right. problem. Like I've tried to push businesses in the past with push them forward with money instead of pushing them forward with the genuine sense of adding value. Right. So and now we can't. We actually can't. Right. We can't go forward with money. So let's do the value. Right. right. And this is where everybody should start. And we're all blinded by money to the, to the right. respect that they, that we feel that that's the only way we could succeed. And I'm glad that it's come to this point and that you brought this question up. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be the best thing that we could do by far. All right. Like I can send an email. Let me do that then. Right. I don't have a, a kitchen that I call home. And to me, like, not having that comfortable space in the kitchen is, is definitely a difficult thing to me. So I can definitely post old recipes that I got. Absolutely. Let's see that then because I think that that will provide immense value. And like, yeah. it's funny, right? Cause we've been talking about this the whole time. Let's get this product out there. Let's get this product out there. And we've been talking about let's do this blog too, but it hasn't been a let's do the, the you know, let's do the blog and provide the value. Right. Yeah, it hasn't been the priority. We really haven't but made we know, value the priority. It's funny because we know it. We know it, right? We're Like the whole time we were talking about, it, yeah, yeah, let's do the blog and provide value, but it wasn't the number one thing. Like we know what's right, right but we still didn't do it. Right. We took the product as being number one. Yeah, this has been quite right. the epiphany that we've brought ourselves to. Right. And I feel like, but see, I feel like it hasn't been like an epiphany. It's been more of a slow realization. You know what I mean? Like it, it hasn't yeah, been okay, like, a, yeah. oh, we just sure. realized it. It's definitely been like a, it's been developing. And I think that the circumstances have helped that develop where, yeah, yeah, we have this great idea to sell this product, but we don't have the money and that constant, we don't have the money, but also we want to progress. We want to move forward. That's kind of pushed it to this. Yeah. This is where we are now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Repetition for effect. We kept, we, you know, we continually, we continually set it to a point where we actually got to that that point right. in time where we're like, there's no other way. Right. I'm I'm glad it's come to this. <laughs> yeah, I am too because this this helps. Yeah. It pushes where we're we've been kind of in limbo. We've been kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
I mean, you so, could probably even utilize this as a platform in like a Fortune 500 company to see where, how an, how, how an idea progresses without throwing money at it. Just throwing oh, yeah. it out there. That's, adding value, seeing where it progresses. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That, that could be an incredible framework to build our business on in general. Where we take our decision and rather, like, so when we have a, a whole giant, you know, enterprise, and we say, hey, I want to start up this new business, rather than saying, all right, well, you know, is going to, you know, fund $7 million to start this new business. What if we say, all right, how are we going to start this business from nothing? Right. With no funding, no backing. And then, yeah, exactly. yeah we could provide backing in the future, but... Or, or we could provide backing at the beginning, but if we say that, but first we have to think about how we could do it without the backing. That's where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you go. But you know, like, send you. Go ahead. Not you guys. I'm gonna send you a link to a book that I've been reading, and I feel like I might have mentioned it to you. Maybe, maybe not. Um, what's it called? I think it's called Primal Branding. Oh, cool. Uh, it's it's really interesting, and I think it'd be super helpful for this new direction where we're kind of taking things. Um, essentially, let me see, primal branding. All right, so yeah, it's called primal branding, and the kind of subtitle for it is create zealots for your brand, your company, and your future. So it's all about like how you can build a community around your brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I'll send you. See, I'll send you a link to that. That's like that. That's totally is like that. People been people want to start a business to build a community, or start right. a business to start a lifestyle, like right. a lifestyle brand or whatever. When in reality, you got to start the community to build the lifestyle to sell the product itself. Right. Or let me rephrase that because we were using three different terms. The first two were correct. You have to. Start a community to build a lifestyle that's that enables the business to succeed or the brand. That's what I'm saying, brand. Right. And, and that's, that's kind of I think that's what it comes down. Basics is that's the basics of sales in general. If you think about it, it matches really well with the basics of sales. Where if you're a good salesperson, so a good salesperson starts by does not start by selling the product, right? They start by selling themselves. So they make you um, committed to them. So I'm going to sell myself to you. Here's why you should trust me. Things like that. Here's why we'd be a good team. And then they're going to sell the business. So now that you now that you are sold on me, let me tell you about the business and where our priorities are and things like that. And then once you are once you're committed to me as a salesperson, the business as a whole, then now let me say, all right, now you have this, this trust built. Let me sell you the product. So you, yeah. you sell yourself, you sell the business, and then you sell your product. And that's kind of the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's totally about – it's all about relationships. Like that's – Right. Uh, like I really do think that life comes down to relationships. And that's why I'm trying to get better at small talk because I think that it's necessary. Like to bring it back. Oh, it like is. And it, yeah, it totally is. Like it just, and it's, and it really comes down to like realizing what what life's all about is is loving one another. Like and it's, and it's really actually appreciating 
and like caring for the other person. Like that's it. Right. Awesome. I love where this. I love where this went. Because I will definitely yeah, start cool. start working on a. Like it doesn't even have to be a fully crazy developed blog. Just something that we can start putting stuff out there on. Yeah. Let's. Let. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's. If this is. And this is where it creates accountability. Yep. So by putting this out there, it creates accountability for you held up your end of the bargain. Now it's time that I hold up my end of the bargain. And by creating, I you hold up your end, I hold up my end, then we have a community to be accountable for. Even if it's just one person. Right. Somebody's waiting. Right. Yep. I love it. Because I, I, I felt like we were stalled out. So I love that we're pushing forward it might not have been what we wanted to push forward through originally but i think this is better uh, way better absolutely yeah for sure like it's a, not, no doubt in my mind like that this is the best conclusion we could have come to over this conversation awesome we we were definitely stalling out because we felt we didn't have the resources to do so you know right like right. I, I just i just said that i that i have i just said that i spent 15 hours out of out of Courtney's parents' house, outside of Courtney's parents' house. That leaves me with nine hours in the day. And I said I thrive off right. six to seven. That leaves me, you know, three, two to three hours. I can put up a rest at right. time. Absolutely. Perfect. I love it. All right. I think it's a good spot to end. Awesome. I will, uh, I'm probably going to post this somewhere. Post yeah, it definitely do. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would like to post it as like a, I don't know if we're on a podcast form, but I would like to get it out that way too. I'm sure my mom would love to hear stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> I will, like, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Like, uh, I'm looking up podcasting, yeah. like promotion, like, you know, software that pushes it out to all the podcasting networks right now. Perfect. Yeah, my mom's like, I hardly get to see you anymore, so she either comes to work from the other house. I was like, hey, now you can listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> now you can listen to all my opinions. I'm sure you want to hear yeah. more of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I will uh, I will get on it so that you can get on it. We can grow from there. Perfect. I'm heading to work now, actually. It's, a little, it's, a little, it's 11 o'clock, heading towards the weekend, so... I'm heading to work, and uh, keep me posted on the uh, on when you push this out or whatever you get it out to, um, or if you need any any help on that aspect of also. Perfect, sounds good. Yeah, I'll probably text you with some some questions and stuff. All right, good, dude. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Let's get to it. Hell yeah. All right, brother. <laughs> All right. Love you, dude. Love you too. Talk to you later. Peace.